First and foremost, I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we, myself and my guests record today's podcast. I extend respect and gratitude to the elders past, present and emerging of those nations and to all Aboriginal peoples listening today. Always was, always will be. Hello and welcome, I'm Timberlina and you're listening to Yas Queen, the podcast where we talk about everything without knowing anything about everything. This is episode 8 and we have another queer chat for you. This episode, I'll be joined by the team behind Black Dynasty, Annamel Tucklebox, Tyra Bankstown, Jojo Zaho and Ceremony. They created Black Dynasty to be a platform supporting and showcasing all the amazing Indigenous talent from around Australia. We get to know the team and also what they're doing and the plans for the future. Here we go. Welcome to Yas Queen. Um, this episode, I am joined by Black Dynasty. Welcome, everyone. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having Hi. us. Oh, thank you for joining me. Okay, so first off, you need to tell me who you are and where you're based. And then we'll get into Black Dynasty so everyone knows who they're actually talking. So I'm Jojo Zaho and I'm based in Newcastle. Well, I'm Tara Bankstown. I'm based here in Sydney. My my name's Ceremony and I'm based in Sydney also. And I'm Animal Tuckbox and I'm based in Hobart, Tasmania. Look at us. Look at at this technology bringing us all together. Um, For all those people listening to the podcast right now we're actually um doing this via zoom meeting room and we're actually got the cameras on which is the first time that i've recorded a podcast with cameras on so if we just start laughing randomly it's because someone's done something funny i'm not even sorry about it (laughs) Um, first off um who is black dynasty and what is it all about who wants to start should i start (laughs) <laughs> but, um, well basically well who is black dynasty yeah. black dynasty is me and my sisters the incredibly um talented ceremony the stunning the stunningly accomplished jojo zaho and the big brown shining star from tassie and we'll talk about basically it started off as a social media group where we just wanted to spotlight and highlight indigenous drag artists but it kind of evolved from there Anybody else? <laughs> well, how it started was pretty funny. Um, Anna and I, because we have a, uh, a group chat from Miss First Nation 2019 with all of us queens in it still. Um, and we're just talking, you know, there's no real Facebook page showcasing us because it was around the time that um, RuPaul's Drag Race Australia was announced. So, like, Drag Race Australia was, like, everywhere, all over Instagram. And there was no real kind of page to showcase Indigenous Drag queens. And so that was how Animal and I initially started it. Um, but literally, as we're having that conversation, Tara Bankstown is already working on one. And it's a lot bigger than just Indigenous drag queens. It's a celebration of all Indigenous culture, both queer and hetero. Mm. But mostly <laughs> queer. But also connecting with the queer allies as well in our community, the comedians yeah. and burlesque dancers and all of that as well. So it's giving them a platform to showcase their talents um, too. Animal does a lot of investigative work and does a lot of um, gig guides for all the uh, the Indigenous queens around Australia. So we do a lot of that. She does a lot of interviews with um, a lot of Indigenous drag artists. She's our very much a content creator, you know. (laughs) It's very, uh, it's it's a lot more than just social media as well. You know, basically, it's um, like on the ground ceremony and I great platforms for Indigenous performers. We've had um, Indigenous queens from all around Australia, um, uh, you know, rappers, like, you know, Tiwi Island Sister Girls. Like, it's been really interesting. Like, so it's all it's all about providing that platform for... Mm, and creating yeah, a safe, creating space. safe space. Yeah. There's not really many safe spaces for, you know all different types of Indigenous artists that are, that, you know, do drag. So. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's, you want it to be everywhere. You want it to be on social media. You want it to be in real life. You want to be creating these places, creating these platforms. Mm. And so that's basically what we all do together. And we, we love doing, 
but you know we are at the forefront of ambassadors for that. So you know it's good as coming from us. You know, so yeah, that's all I think. Bye, Queen yeah. Corey. Yes. Queen Corey. Yeah. yeah, amazing. <laughs> I'm just here for um, one liner. <laughs> Of course, that's, that's all you did. Um, and like, what are your aims and goals for Black Dynasty? I guess. Well, I think the beauty of it is, I think the beauty of it is, we all have different, we all have dis- different aspirations. So, like, you know, we all have different dreams, and and that's the beauty of the umbrella that is Black Dynasty. Sorry, Anna, to cut you off. What were you going to say? No, pretty much just what you were saying. Like, it is different, and. Sorry, now I've totally lost Tara. What was the question? Um, what are again? your aims and stuff? <laughs> I think that was the one. So the aims for me for the page or for Black Dynasty really is to try and break into more mainstream media as well because a lot of Indigenous talent still not represented in that mainstream yeah. media. And so it's that platform as well. But it's given back to the community as well, Black Dynasty you know, we give them the platform, but it also reaches out to community. And I think at a time like this as well, having interviews and that just lifts the spirit sometimes. So for me, I'd like to continue with the interviews and all of that stuff It's, a, it's well. an important part. Like it makes people feel heard and seen and then it, it um, connects people. And we've had some really cool feedback. We've had some really cool people inboxing us and, um, you know, commending um, Anna on her work. So it's been, it's really fun. And we've got some, you know, really some professional comedians to do interviews, you know, so I think we expand on that. It's going to be really fun. So during like the, I guess we're actually going through COVID-19 coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. Um, so your main focus at the moment is to really just um, showcase talent um, on your platform. So currently you're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Yep, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, are you looking to do a website or have you? It's definitely something that we're looking towards in the future and that's what we're using this kind of isolation time to figure out as well is, is what kind of directions we want to take it because we all have, each of us have a certain direction we want to take it, um, none of which we can discuss now, at least to the later date. Um, but so we're, we are planning to branch out in more than just one direction. Yes. Um, where do you see, I guess, my favourite question out of all of the questions that I ask everybody, where do you see it in 2025, so five years from now? Well, if we, su- <laughs> if we survive the mm-hmm. COVID. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, um, well, you know what? And that's the beauty of it. I think Black Dynasty is turning towards becoming a house and... And you know what I mean? And we're going to, it's going to, like, as it is the umbrella for joining sisters together, I feel like, you know, in a way, our arms are always open to suggestions. And when the way we talk and the way we um, talk about Black Dynasty, there's never an ownership. It's always a, uh, a joint ownership in a way, you know what I mean? So, and I think if we can continue doing that, this, the sky's the limit because we all have different ideas and the, the whole idea of it is to support each other and, you know, and pull to each other's strengths. So that's always going to be the core of what Black Dynasty is. So, uh, uh, you know, it's never just going to be us because I feel like we want to branch out and welcome all the sisters and all the brothers, you know, bring anybody and everybody in with a good heart kind of thing. So this guy's the limit. <laughs> I mean, a good point that you put there um, is with a good heart. Um mm. I think that's a beauty of when you're creating something that you want to be surrounded by people that have that the same needs and wants as what you want, which I think is what you guys are doing and that's how you're succeeding so quickly and you're getting it out there. Um, yeah. Who, like, who have you interviewed so far for people that haven't followed? Oh, we've had... Um, this is on you. Yeah. Uh, Steph Tisdale. Um, who is a comedian. We've had Johnny Berry, who was Mr. World Australia. Um, we've had Tyra, Sarah, Jojo. Um, we've had <laughs> but now I can't remember. Um, drawn a blank. Oh, so, Miss um, First Nations alum. 
Yeah, we've had initially a lot. when we yeah initially when we started it, um, we predominantly oh, we started showcasing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we predominantly started showcasing um, indigenous drag queens when we first started. But as that kind of went on, we found that all right, we've kind of we've kind of taken care of our own. Let's let's spread the love with everyone else that's also indigenous and doing incredible things in the community. So we've kind of branched out and stepped out of just the drag queen box. And as Animal said, you know, we've interviewed um, the hilarious Miss Tisdale, who still cracks me up every time I see her videos. I mean, you're getting some pretty big um, artists that you're interviewing, which is fucking amazing. Um, especially because you only started this last year, 2019. Yeah, yeah. she's probably about six months yeah. old. How long after Miss First Nations did you start it? It would have been six uh, months after. Would it be? Yeah, it would have been yeah. about that. It was a while after that. Um, and we talked about, you know, it, there's no groups, so there's nothing showcasing. And then we, it was just kind of one of those things that we talk about but never really do anything about. And then I guess on the same day we all it just was, started, it, all right, it was enough, literally enough, on the same something. day uh, as I was making the page. They mentioned it in the group chat. And then I was like, girls, I was yeah. like, I'm Tara literally, I'm oh, literally making the page that. now. And then I sent through all the logo. She sends yeah. through logos and everything. <laughs> it was absolutely one of those things that it yeah. just had to be. The timing was perfect and yeah. we were because ready the, to go. The, th- the thing about, like, look, I've been throwing around that name Black Dynasty for a while because I just loved it and I just thought, because, like, I've always loved the community aspect and being a sister whore, you know, I really, really love that, that aspect. So even ask, ask Sarah, ask all these bitches, I'm back to the Black Dynasty, we're going to become Black Dynasty. And then, so, so I feel like yes. once you build it, they will come in a way. So. Yeah. And that's what we've done in, in that time. As it, it was beauty that we all were like thinking about making it happen at the same time. So I was like, well, there's power in numbers. And you know what I mean? Like this is, it's, you know, this type of thing, this type of community, there should be no ownership. There should be, it should be everybody involved and everybody, you know, contributing and sharing their love. Like, it's kind of what, you know, we need to make it that. So we need to have those morals and respects and those, um, those, what do you call them? Whatever the fuck you call them. And, I mean, just the followers in the first week, yeah. I think we had, like, 500 followers. So it just showed that the community really yeah, yeah. wanted it as well. Yeah, there was definitely a need for it and a want for it. And throughout, you know, we've had moments where we've been a bit quiet because we've just been busy. Um, but when we come back and start doing stuff, the engagement is still there and it's, they're still just as hungry for it. But one of the best things about it is that every decision we make, we kind of make as a group. We make it together. So we'll, we'll put forward ideas and even though we, we're always basically unanimous we all kind of vote for what we think and we put our input in and we often make a lot of it all work mm. it, it um. really it really is like the forefront of um all these other ideas that we want to put together and it's kind of like i don't know what, what keeps yeah. us together you know yeah um do you think you would be doing this if it wasn't for me no no. Definitely not. No. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think um, you'd be doing this if it wasn't for Miss First Nation? Yeah, no, because we wouldn't have met each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Miss First Nation brought all of us together. Like, I'd worked with Sarah before, yeah. um, but we never really spoke that much no. like we knew of each other but it wasn't until miss first nation that like for example sarah and i became really good friends and she's just as womber as i am <laughs> if not more <laughs> yeah definitely true more. god hmm. <laughs> i'll take that as a compliment <laughs> <laughs> yeah so would i <laughs> um is there anything else you need to discuss about Black Dynasty before I go and start interviewing you all separately and stuff? Um, 
Is there anything you want people that are listening to know? I think they should definitely watch the Black Dynasty spaces. We've got a few good things coming up in the pipelines. We've got a few more interviews coming up. Um, and now it's just a matter of kind of sorting it all out, getting it all ready to start going. That way we've kind of got a bit of content in the background. So if we're busy one week, we don't have time to interview anyone. We've got something that we can release. Yeah. So that's what else we'll be doing over the next... We've also, yeah. oh, we've also been two, invited yeah. to... Um, like on the media side, we've also been invited to. Um, um, I don't know if we can talk about that. <laughs> I get you. Basically, we've been invited to. I don't know, true. Yeah, we've been invited to take over the social medias of a organisation for a yeah. certain event. Um. Without giving specifics, it's just a very big opportunity for us to kind of showcase our skills as, I guess you could call it, content creators, um, to showcase our skills and what we bring to it, but also to kind of give us a chance to prove that we're not just some dirty little Facebook page giving shout-outs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If, if that makes sense. I can't. I'm trying not to, like, give yeah. anything away. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. That was good. Um, I wouldn't know who you're talking about. <laughs> no. Um, I actually don't know what you're <laughs> <laughs> That's because you fucking stopped listening halfway through. Yeah, she's been playing with her wig the whole time. It's, that's all right. My boyfriend stops listening halfway through too. And I would too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. I mean, how can we, where do we go? Where do, how do we follow you? What are your links? So you can follow all of us on our own social media pages. Um, you can follow me at Jojo underscore Zaho on Instagram. Uh, Black Diva Jojo on Facebook. You can also add me as a friend or you can follow me on Twitter, which is Zaho, Z-A-H-O underscore Jojo. But you can follow Black Dynasty at Black Dynasty on, on all of them on because of them. no yeah. one else had the name. <laughs> oh, cool. Amazing. And keep an yeah. eye out for the YouTube channel as well. We can give that away. Oh, okay, go on. <laughs> Do you want to go? In, do you want to go into more of that, or is that all we're getting for now? Um, I think we could talk about it a bit. Yeah. So to, Animal, that's this on is YouTube. this is going to get released in probably like three weeks. So. Oh, that's fine. Uh, so my idea is just to branch into video interviews and tutorials from other queens that we can upload on the page, and some performances and that as well. Basically, with the YouTube channel, we kind of want to create a resource for other up-and-coming Indigenous queens yeah. that there aren't a lot of tutorials on how to paint for darker skin or um, how to contour and highlight certain features without flattening in them out. Because, you know, it's no secret we've got gorgeous cheekbones. God bless the mm-hmm. genetics. Um, and often, you know, we're not quite shown how to highlight an Indigenous face or a or a, an ethnic face, I guess you could say. Oh! Um, so it's something like that to kind of showcase and basically just inform and, and help anyone else achieve their full potential. You know, we hope to have kings and queens and, and plenty of other tutorials as well and, you know, a bit of sewing even. Mm. Just little bits and pieces. It's kind of like a one-stop shop on, on how to let your fabriginality shine through. Oh, fucking signature JoJo's a hoe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> I've done an interview once or twice. <laughs> I'm not fucking interviewing you for a fucking radio station. <laughs> <laughs> um, who wants to be interviewed first? Who wants to tell this little story first? Jojo. <laughs> yeah. Jojo. Jojo, so then you can all copy um, off it. All right. Well, just give me one second for my final wig. One. <laughs> Hang on. Stupid pens. You 
travel itinerary. Border Patrol. I was like, what is someone doing? What's Hi chilling? there. Where am I? You there. You there. All right, I'm ready for questions oh. once we figure <laughs> out where that sound is coming from. Sorry, it's gone. <clears throat> I've got a kid to keep entertained, remember? Of the bum no babies, Dale, you'll learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, let's start. Um, can you just tell us your name and where you're located again, please, just so everyone knows? Yeah. So for those of you... What was that? For Sorry. those of you listening at... Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, that was my vibrator. <laughs> For those of you playing at home, my name is Jojo Zahoe and I'm from Newcastle. How long have you been doing drag and what made you want to start doing it? So the first time I did drag, apart from a kid, which I did, quote, reluctantly, um, <laughs> I think was 2015. Um they were having a little Idaho uh, International Day Against Homophobia Transphobia event, um, and I went as Laverne Cox. Um, and so that was my first real taste of drag, and then I didn't really, I guess you could say, kind of came out of an act of defiance. I was at a um, uh, double council meeting around the debate of marriage equality, and a council member had... You know, said that, you know, he knows what it's like to be discriminated against being Indigenous himself. You know, he knows what it's like to have to fight for your rights. Um, but finished along the lines of um, homosexuality is not part of the Indigenous culture. So naturally I was kind of shocked and was like, few choice words, like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> so for Dubbo's Pride March, a few weeks later, I went in full drag in a costume made out of the LGBT and Aboriginal flag. As my little screw you work, yeah, and that's how it started. That's amazing. Um, if anyone's playing at home out there, I've known JoJo for uh, a few years now. Um, even when JoJo was strange, it's my favorite story to tell. <clears throat> we could go deeper and darker into our stories of how well we know each other, but we won't. Um, <laughs> Deep and dark story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for Untucked. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, God, they're the days. Um, <laughs> where did your drag name come from? Uh, so when I was a kid, my uh, my sisters would dress me up as a girl and I did it reluctantly, air quotes. Um, <laughs> and so my older sister used to call me Josephine and then there's much debate between my sister and my best friend as to who started shortening it to Jojo first, but we'll just say they both did. So it was just in- instantly I was like, well, if I'm going to do drag, I just shorten, I just the nickname that I already go with that my sister calls me and my friend calls me, which is Jojo. Um, and then I needed a last name for social media purposes after Miss First Nation. And I was on the phone to a friend complaining that I couldn't think of one. And so she sent me the last name and I instantly lost my shit. So that is where the name Jojo Zaho come from. Jojo Ho. Um, yes. <laughs> What's a ho? <laughs> you. <laughs> um... How would you describe your drag and what inspires you? Um, how would I describe it? Uh, let's be real. Kind of housewifey a little bit in terms of aesthetic. Yes. Um, humpy wife. Yes, real humpy one. So I'm kind of known for my, um, I guess you could say the housewife look, the jewels, the... The, all that until you see me perform and I open my mouth and then it's usually just pure vulgar. So I guess you could say my drag aesthetic is the element of surprise. It's comedy. It's stupid. Um, mostly just fun. Yes. And your advice to new, and your advice to new performers or people who are wanting to. Um, <coughs> Don't let yourself fall into a pigeonhole. 
don't let yourself fall into a box of what you think drag should be. At the end of the day, you know, it's good to look at other queens to get inspiration from when you're starting out, but eventually you kind of, the best thing you can do is figure out who you are as a drag queen or king, what kind of aesthetic you want to go for, what kind of, I guess, stories you want to tell, but also like what makes you, you in your drag. Um, but my best advice is just start. Just start with something as simple as, as um, putting on costumes and playing around with, with makeup and just kind of go from there. And eventually it all just kind of blends together. Before you know it, you've got this fully realised character. But it's always evolving, so keep up with it. Yeah. Go left, go left field, have fun with it, be stupid. I mean, that's the thing, right? Um, yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to tell everyone listening about Jojo as a hoe? Um, well, as we saw on my last live with Timberlina, I'm currently with child. Um, so you may need to stay tuned for the next virtual blush for the live birthing. Wow. I'm not <laughs> tuning in for that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh, fuck. No. We'll see what happens. Mm. That look killed me. Um, amazing. That was my favourite. <laughs> amazing. Thanks, Jojo. You're so welcome. Who should we go to next? Sarah. Okay, Sarah, is Sarah there? Yeah. Okay, Sarah. Wh- whoever does the interview nominates the next person. Okay. <laughs> okay. Perfect. I love that. Um, <laughs> tell us your name and where you're based. <clears throat> my name's Sarah Money and I'm based in Sydney. Um, how long have you been doing drag and what made you start doing it? Um, full-time drag um, after Miss First Nations. So, I don't know, like almost a year. But I first started dabbling with wearing women's clothes when I was about three, I think, yeah. My, my late foster mum, she was an opera singer and she'd always dress up and... You know, she'd wear sequin dresses and makeup and jewellery. And I just wanted to be like her. So I started dressing up and just running around the house, you know, just in drag all the time. Um, First time I ever performed in drag, I was about 11 because I used to do um, dance at Stedford's and my dance teacher said to my mum, she's like, Lenny doesn't have a novelty solo. What what should we do? And mum turned around and she said, why don't you just do a medley from Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? So, because um, I remember watching that maybe about, I think I was like <clears throat> nine or ten. So, yeah. So that was the first time I performed drag. So that was a lot of, that was a lot of fun. But um, I've always had an appreciation to it and a curiosity to it, but I've never really had an opportunity to um, kind of fully evoke that passion because I was obviously a professional dancer in a company for a long time. But now that I've branched away from that company, I'm able to um, fully get into drag and um, fully realise and flesh out the character of Ceremony. Amazing. Where'd your name come from? Um, well, it was interesting because, you know, we were always, like, coming up with drag names and I actually don't remember the day it came to me. It just... I just remember just waking up and just hearing it and going, oh, that's going to be my drag name. Because um, I remember... You know how, like, sometimes you just sit around and you go, oh, what about this name? Or... That word could be funny if we could find a double entendre for that. Let's find something. You know, it was, I remember finding every other drag name using that template. But then when it comes to ceremony, it just, it just came to me. So I don't actually remember when it came to me, but yeah. Yeah. It was just an odd thing that just kind of happened. It just happened. I feel like sometimes it's the, like when a drag name happens, it's just, that's when it's shoot, it just clicks and it's boom, it's yours. Yeah, I mean, I think the name pretty much speaks for the type of drag that I do anyways, ceremony. 
<laughs> I mean, so. what, how would you describe your drag? What inspires you and all of that jet? <laughs> um, my drag is very much so inspired by culture, Indigenous culture. I think <gasps> <laughs> because I danced with Bangara Dance Theatre for 12 years, um, I found bringing culture and performance on stage together was really exciting and really stayed potent with me. So, and now I've started kind of injecting that with Sarah. I mean, I've been doing that with, for her for a while, but uh, um, yeah, I like to mix culture with drag, but I consider myself kind of like a, I don't know, a chameleon because it started off with being quite a club kid. Um, I'm very inspired by Hollywood, like Marilyn Monroe to Marilyn Manson. Um, what else? Yeah. Complete so, opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, pretty much. I feel that's kind of how I am as a person. And I think, yeah, whatever I'm inspired by, I kind of just um, inject that to my drag. So. Well, I mean, I've seen you do like the really pretty woman look in a gorgeous red hair right down to like, yeah. I think the last performance I saw you do, you like just spraying silly string everywhere. Oh, yes. <laughs> My little clown number. Yeah. And I was just like, holy yeah. fuck, this is amazing. Like a performer that can like be so diverse is like really cool and fun. So um, thank you. I think it's really cool. If you haven't ever seen any of ceremonies stuff, um, all of it's on Facebook, I believe anyway. Um, uh, yes, she's in the process of putting together an Instagram, but she does have um, Facebook. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like to yeah, I like to find inspiration from Hollywood movies to you know circus culture, artwork, nature. You know the four elements. You know I could put together a whole drag concept about smoke or you know all different types of stuff. That's kind of the stuff I'm inspired by. Yeah. And I'm also inspired by, Tyra Banks you know, disgusting. <laughs> yeah, Tyra. I'm also, I'm also inspired by just kind of um, taking the piss out of just mainstream society as well and just doing my own regurgitated kind of take, ceremony take on it as well in a, in a, in a nice way, nothing harmful. Yeah. So. I love that. And I guess because you're all being a performer for fucking years um yeah what would your advice to new performers overall not just drag performers but performers overall what would be for new performers wanting to get out there and start doing stuff what would your biggest advice be um don't compromise who you are um yeah don't ever feel you need to fit a certain mold to make it anywhere um, always stay true to um, what you're creatively inspired by. Don't ever feel that you need to be a certain way. Whatever your gut instinct is, you just do that. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I just and I think if it's and if, if if it's something, I know this sounds really cliche and tacky, but you know, whatever you think about when you first wake up in the morning that you're creatively passionate about. That's that's what you're supposed to be doing. And if you have creative ideas and concepts and that and dreams, just just go with it and don't really give a shit about what anyone else thinks or worry about what other people think. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not if it's not constructive, don't take it. And like Mama Ru always says, what does she say? If, if they ain't paying, ain't your, paying bills, your bills, don't pay them any of your no mind. mind. <laughs> Yeah, I think life's too quick to be worrying about how how you should be. I think if if you're passionate about something, you just do it. Yeah, unapologetically, because you know, to make it, you have to be yourself. You know, that's that's how a star shines bright. Like a diamond, <laughs> shine bright like a forehead. I mean, you've taken the words right out of my mouth. Um. <laughs> Because that's what I would say to someone. Fuck everybody else, just do you. Um, yeah. The the day. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm almost 33 and I'm just like, okay, what else can I do, you know? I mean. So whatever. And don't ever feel that what, don't ever think that one creative passion defines you as a person because 
I don't think, yeah, that's something that you should never try and box yourself in. Kind of like what Jojo was saying with drag aesthetic. But even if you're a creative artist, especially with drag, like don't ever feel like you need to pigeonhole yourself into anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because for, for a while I was always kind of just, I was known as the dancer. You know, like I wasn't really known much for my drag, but that was only because I wasn't doing it as much. Mm. So I was always defined as a dancer. So like, but I think, um, yeah, whatever you're passionate for, you just do it. Strike when the iron's hot. Yeah, which is now. Do it. Yeah. Well, at home. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go outside now. <laughs> oh, I'll do, I have to turn my iron off. So, no. Nah. Um, is the stove still running? <laughs> Well, I've just literally taken my whole business online vertical, virtually, so it's been a yes. fucking hoot. <laughs> Not. Um, well, thanks for that, Dal. I know you a lot better. Who's going next? Who are you nominating? Tyra Bankstown. Yeah, saw that coming. Oh, Dal, I thought you were getting, like, fully into costumes so you could really feel yourself. Sorry? I thought you were getting into, like, full costume. Oh, uh, it's too hot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you're all wearing fucking wigs. I'm, like, boiling. I'm just in shorts and a shirt. Um, I have the air conditioner on. Of course on. you do, darling. You're a fucking kept woman. Um, oh, okay, tell me... Oh, wow. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> tell me your name and where you're based. Hi. Taste the fucking rainbow, everybody. It's me, Tara Bankstown. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm based here in Sydney, New South Wales. <laughs> I wish people could see you right now. <laughs> um, I really need to, like, take a screenshot of all of this. Um, how long have you been doing drag and what made you start doing drag? Oh, well, I've been a cross-dresser forever. Um, basically, I watched um, Chu Wong Fu. I was about yes! <laughs> like 12, 13, and I watched that fucking movie, mate, and that was it. I, I just knew that was what I wanted to do. And then I went back to that video store. Back, this is back when they had, we had video stores, you know, video stores. Yeah. <laughs> we know. Some people don't. Anyway, so... I went back to that video store and then I found that other one, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> and obviously, Aussies do it better. <laughs> but anyway, so that's, um, and ever since then, I, I just always was fascinated. I've been had that little swish in my step ever since. And I was always playing around with girls' clothes. So I guess you can say I was born a woman. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and when did you start really performing, performing oh. in venues and everything? Well, like actually, that? I was very frightened to um, perform. So even though I was dressing up a lot, I was never, never really performed. A few times I did it in Darwin. Like, so basically, the first time I ever performed, I was managing this this bar, this nightclub, and the the owner was like, "Oh, you, I heard you're a drag queen. Do you want to perform?" And she just gave me two hundred dollars. I used the two hundred dollars to buy a wig. She rocked up. She'd never before before rocked up, and she. I hired these two girls, two dancers. They choreographed my little routine, and she off she went. So, um, you know, I've always tried to do it for myself because, like, never really had any opportunities in Darwin. You small town girl, all the way up there in the Northern Territory. But anyway, basically, that's where I grew up, Darwin. Anyway, so basically, that was years before. So. I don't know, go. I've been doing drag for way too long. <laughs> I don't want to give away my age. Forty-three. Oh! <laughs> That's okay. You don't have to, darling. Um, and where did your drag name come from? Well, um, <laughs> I think it was. Um, so one of the one of the queens that was doing my face and teaching me how to do drag was Miss Kiki Fetch. She's an iconic um, Asian drag queen here in Sydney. Miss Kiki, shout out, love you. And I think she's doing my face, and you know, with the, with, sitting around, they're like, "What the fuck's your name going to be?" And then she's like, "Because this is back in the um, 
next top model era when Tara was queen. She's like, why don't you be Tara Banks town? And boom, that was it. I was like, I love it. And that was it. Stuck. And that was years ago. Many moons ago. Yesterday. Just yesterday, really. They never know when we've recorded this, so it's perfect. <laughs> from the archive. <laughs> Ten years from the future. Yeah. Bionic woman. Um. <laughs> um, how would you describe your drag and what inspires you? Well, I'm very inspired by R&B, pop. Like, I love high energy. Um, I love my, you know... Oh, I'm very inspired by like, Missy Lee Elliott, Lil' Kim, um, Stevie Nicks, Nelly Furtado, Robin. Like, so, I don't know, my drag, I never really... I'm not really too mainstream, but I love my glitz and glam. You know, I love it. Um, I love my latex. I love my leather. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to put a finger on it. I've never really, I don't know. Because I, I really did start off as a club kid. And then until I, <laughs> until yeah. I learned, I knew I could do, when I, when I found out I could be pretty, she stayed pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's, that's it. Um, sorry, so that was uh, the beauty of Miss First Nations because I, um, like I needed to evolve and I was like, and, and I needed a family because I didn't really have sisterhood and drag, you know, they were, they were really a bit two-faced. And while I did this pageant because I was like, yeah, okay, look, I'm going to get good exposure from this and you know, launch my career here in Sydney. Like, well, you know that what you need to do, you need to do these types of things to get, um, you know, get recognized. I did this pageant and I made some amazing friends. Like, like me and Sarah are like the whole opposites on the, on the scale of drag. And that's what, like, we became, <laughs> we became best <laughs> friends and like help each other. And, and Jojo is like the MacGyver of drag. So she knows everything. Like, she's just, she, Jojo is like the best, Bake it till you make it. it. And it was so good to have her as my roommate. And then, like, meeting Anna. Like, Anna was just, you know, she... I admired Anna's bravery to just, like, come from fucking, you know, fly overseas. Overseas now. Ah, You know, halfway across the country. Halfway across the country, you know. And just, like, someone who's, like, new to the game, coming and competing in a pageant. Like, we all really bonded really well. Like, I didn't expect that. But it kind of gave me this amazing sisterhood and looked like, from that, look, everything has evolved. And so, it's, yeah, I'm just um, happy and grateful. Oh, I feel like um, discussing Miss First Nations, it was like a, it was a game changer in it and is a game changer for all of those Indigenous queens out there. So if you are one of those queens that hasn't competed yet, fucking compete. It's so much fun. It's amazing. Um, so what would be your advice to those people that are wanting to either do Miss First Nations or start doing drag or dressing up in girls' clothes or whatever their thoughts are? What would your advice be? Well, I think fundamentally we, we make choices out of fear and love. I think when we do things, I think you should never give in to fear. So do the things you love. That's my biggest um, advice is because I... For a long time, I didn't do the things I loved because I was I had too much fear. So, you know, I think my biggest advice is to recognize the decisions you're making. Are you making them out of love or fear? And do whatever. Make this decision out of love. That's my biggest advice. Amazing. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, I'd just like to shout out to all my sisters and my titties and and thank you for having us, Miss Timberlina. <laughs> of course, of course. And now we've got one last one. You don't the get the lucky last. So sorry. <laughs> um, okay, you're going to tell everyone. Are you off mute? No, yeah. Um, tell everyone your name and where you are based. My name is Anamal Takabats, and I'm based in Hobart, Tasmania. Oh, jeez, Del, you're all the way over there on your own little island. I am. I'm jealous. Um, how long have you been doing drag and what made you start doing it? Um, I've been doing drag for a year now. So I literally started one month before the Miss First Nation pageant. Okay. I, like, put in the application and then had to pull my finger out and get into drag. Nothing like do it when it's hot. <laughs> 
Amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, I was looking for something different. I worked in um, community services for years and did um, youth juvenile and working with families. And it was after the death of my dad in 2018 that I really needed something different. So my contract was ending at work and I fell into drag. I love that. I love that story. I fell. I literally yeah. fell into drag as well, so I can literally like feel you. It's um the best thing that I've ever done though was fall into those wigs and costumes that cost a fucking small fortune. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Welcome to the most expensive addiction of your life. Yeah. So yeah, Tucker was basically born out of grief, but now she just gives happiness to everyone else and a bit of joy. Oh, that's, that's amazing. And I think that's, like, really important as well when you're in the drag world because people see it as cutthroat, but then at the end of the day, you like, hear interviewing you guys, it's just, like, it's all about love and family, um, which I think is really important. Absolutely. Um, where is your drag name from? Um, so when I decided to do drag, we were sitting around watching RuPaul's, having a few wines, and the first name I come up with was really so that wasn't going to work. And um, What was it? It was actually Crackhoria. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, that wasn't going to work. Oh, and a friend came up with Tucker Box, obviously Tuck Her Box. Yeah. And then there's a um, pet store in Tasmania called Animal Tucker Box. So I needed a first name. So we played with Animal and Animal and come up with that. Ah. An animal Tucker box was born. Amazing. And how long after, like, you put your... Did you already have that name before you put your application in? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, how would you describe your drag and what inspires you? Um, my drag's a little bit camp, a little bit comedy, but I love to pull out the power ballads and really give my drag from the heart. So a lot of my drag that I do... I um, relate to a song from something that's happened in my life or, you know, something that inspires me and I just try to, when I'm on stage, really show that heart that's coming from that story. Yeah. And my inspiration is really my Miss First Nation sisters. Honestly. Oh, baby. I got to Miss First Nations and couldn't paint my face and JoJo spent the whole time gluing on my eyelashes and... It was a disaster, but I made it because of these girls. So they're my biggest inspiration. Oh, I mean, I mean, when it comes to drag and having that sisterhood, it's the most important thing. Um, I mean, in Newcastle, where Jojo and I are based, um, there's a lot of houses and like little houses um, where everyone is like, "Oh, you're like the drag mum of Newcastle." I'm like, "No, I'm like the drunk auntie." Um, <laughs> That can just produce an effect. But she's always drunk <laughs> and showing up at people's weddings. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, so it's really cool to have that, like, sisterhood and stuff. And I feel like when I did Miss First Nations, that bond was, like, really strong as well. Um, so I feel that. That's amazing. I mean, because, like, to answer, like, that question from my end as well, inspiration for me when I'm performing is how the fuck can I get off this stage fast to drink? <laughs> <laughs> I'm now like tell my person that mixes all my music. I was like, if you can get the song down to a minute and a half, I would love you. Um, <laughs> I, I do that. Your advice. <laughs> your advice to new drag performers: just to get out there and to start. Don't like Tyra said. Don't let that fear hold you back. And if you get a chance to do Miss First Nations, absolutely do it because it does bring you a sisterhood. But it doesn't only bring you a sisterhood, it brings you friends as well. And it helps you to find that place in a community when you haven't really had that space. Yeah. Yes. I agree. I mean, um, that's what it is. Do Miss First Nations. Find your feet. Find your sisterhood. Um, and they're going to be stuck with you forever. So... Um, Absolutely. So I think that's amazing. Is there any other thing, anything, other thing that didn't make sense? Is there anything else you want to say to the podcast? Um, just really, I want to say thank you to the community for letting me have this opportunity to build Black Dynasty with my sisters because I hadn't 
because my community is in Sydney and I live in Hobart, I don't have a lot of connection to that community anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, just to be able to give back to that community and to provide a platform for other performers because a year ago I didn't have it and, yeah, we could all do with it. Mm. Yes. Amazing. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, is there anything else you guys want to say while we're on here? Yes. And... Well, Jojo, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering the same thing. It looks like she's making anal beads. Poor Mickey. I am. It's for the homeless children of Windale. No, um, <laughs> I'm working on a costume. She's been wrapping rope around something for hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm making my final costume for my man <laughs> when he gets home. Ooh. Yeah. Reveal, reveal. Um, please record it. Well, now you know how to use Zoom, Dale. Set it up so we can all watch. Shut <laughs> up. My PayPal is. <laughs> I'll donate. <clears throat> um. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining me on the podcast. Um, if you want to follow them, who wants to shout out all your Facebooks and Instagrams for Black Dynasty? Yeah, well, that's what it is. It's Black Dynasty on Facebook and on Instagram. And, and Twitter, is that the same? Black Dynasty? Yeah. Yeah, Black Dynasty. On shout Twitter. me out at Tara Bankstown on Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, my... Oh, here you go. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all Animal Tuck Box. Um, ceremonies on Facebook. Um, but if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's actually my boy name, which is Leonard Michelow, L-E-O-N-A-R-D-M-I-C-K-E-L-O. Jojo, what are your handles? You can find Miss Jojo Zaho on uh, Instagram at Jojo underscore Zaho. You can find me on Facebook for my like page under Black Diva Jojo, or you can add me as a friend. I usually accept, especially if you're pretty and have money. Um, or you can also find me on Twitter. I'm still trying to figure it out because, like, I'm almost 30 and it's not working for me. Um, but that is Zaho underscore Jojo. Amazing. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you all for joining me. I'm sure I'll have you probably all on again in the near future, probably individually and as a group. But I wish you all the success and put me on your fucking stuff. Interview me, bitches. <laughs> Love you all. Love, Love you, girls. You. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to Yas Queen. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends and family. If you have any questions about anything and everything, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Yas Queen Podcast and send them through. Once a month, we'll compile all the questions and have them answered by queers and allies from around the country. Until next time, my name is Timberlina, top shelf talent. Pour yourself double. Peace out. Love you all. <laughs> <laughs>